This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. What's up, guys? Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Without me stumbling over a bunch of MCU shit. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. We put it to bed. This is the main show. Well, it's not just because this is an MCU movie. I'm going to do it again next time. Don't worry. Like okay. I have not <laughs> given up the ghost on this yet. So, uh, my name is Joe. You probably know that if you listened to the show before. But if this is your first episode, welcome. Hello. It's nice to have you. You should go back and listen to the other shows we did too. But it's nice that you came here for this. Um, you know, you know, maybe an infantile show. Yeah. It's yeah. the infancy of their listening. You know. Oh man! Wow! I love this segue so much. <laughs> it came in too way too early with it though. But uh, you know, it's okay. What's new, guys? I just like that you're having this pretend conversation with this brand new listener. I'm really excited about that. Well, I want them to feel like they're part <clears throat> of the team. I want to dig into this. Like, hey, what are you, are, are you driving right now? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you, yeah. are, are, is someone watching the kids? Do you have kids? Oh, Ma- Marin does that sometimes, and it's hysterical when you listen to this podcast. He goes, so, how was the knee surgery? Is it good? I hope it went well. Are you walking? Yeah. That's, what are you watching on TV right now? You know, Tell me why Idiocracy is yeah. your favorite movie. Yes. I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know if he knows what that is. <laughs> but that is, that is he really knows what brilliant. That is. That's no, really brilliant because he's a real art house guy. But sorry, Eric, the one yeah. guy who actually had knee surgery, like that's really going to freak him out. Oh yeah, completely. When yeah. he presses play, yeah, completely. Yep. I yeah. see you. Yeah, that's that's that. I, I'm glad to have stolen something from someone as smart as Mark yeah. Maron. Oh, man. Like, fuck yeah. So whichever one of you listeners is jacking it right now, we see you. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> true. All three of us. Yeah. And we like what we see. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, we can set up a, a private Zoom for you. <laughs> hopefully they don't need to zoom too much you're doing okay <laughs> just remember to breathe remember to breathe buddy like yes, just you know please. it's not a race don't yep. over lotion <clears throat> All right. it puts we, the lotion on its skin there we go we definitely weren't infantile <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so what's new with you gentlemen what's going on well um my granddaughter just say just started saying mama and dada Aww. which is like freaking me out i was screaming yesterday eric and i were running around the house both playing the video on our phones over and over and over and over and over again yeah what's gonna happen first will she be out of diapers or will you be in them <laughs> <laughs> you know what i got a standing order that if i need diapers just fucking shoot me right i'm just saying we just i don't know last time it's it could be nice to, to force somebody to change your shit yeah. yeah that's a that's something to look forward to that's a power move mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true very true um yeah, so I mean that's the highlight of my life, but uh, yeah, here, wait. <laughs> yeah, that's so adorable. So anyway, yeah, so pretty cool. Eric, we're um, going to see you this weekend. So you don't look like you're at home. No, I'm in the <laughs> I'm in the finest of Hilton Garden Inns in Gretna, Louisiana, and oh, uh, in Louisiana, huh? It's awesome. It's did you meet so Amos awesome. Moses? No, I just got to sit on a plane next to a large gentleman for a long time. and uh, <laughs> He wasn't sweaty, right? I don't know. I don't know if he was or not. I, I just tried to block him out mentally and physically. and just tried to make my body into like a little ball of leave me alone. And uh, here I am. Yeah. He was not a good single serving friend. No. Uh, not at all. Did he give you the ass or the crotch? <laughs> he was a he was a double serving friend if he was anything. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. He's but listening, not, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, he was sitting there listening to Lizzo the whole time, singing along. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have given him a pass if that was the case. 
Yeah. Instead, no, you know what he did? I told I told uh, Doug, I fell asleep, which was a gift. And about 10, 15 minutes into this slumber, he starts poking my arm vigorously, just over and over again. Wakes me up, but I'm still pretending to be asleep. No, it doesn't stop, doesn't stop, doesn't stop. Until finally I look at him, like, gave him the what the fuck. And he was like, yeah. the drink cart's here. <laughs> it's like, you motherfucker, you woke me up for the drink cart. Anyway. Lay down in the aisle, I'm going to run you over with the fucking drink cart. Yeah. You know. But now I'm traveling, wow. doing the doing the thing, doing the shit. Um, yeah. Not much new except uh, this upcoming next week is MegaCon, which is my biggest show of the year. So nice. I'm just I'm getting prepped for that. I'm I'm ordering prints. I'm you know plugging the stuff, and uh, it's going to be exhausting but fun. Cool. Yeah. Doug, are you about to ruin our fun? Because. I want to talk about this if you've seen it too. I have not seen it. God damn it, Doug. And now I'm away this weekend, so I will not. <sighs> so we're not going to talk see about it, it Sunday. I might see it this coming Sunday, but I, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I just haven't seen it yet. I'm not okay. spoiling anything by saying this, but I cried. Holy shit. All right, so I'm bringing, of, I'm bringing a like, case of tissues. <laughs> well, tears of just like amazement and joy. Yeah, okay. I was yeah. just like, thank you. All I right. wanted this so bad. How many oh. tissue boxes, Eric? Because we're alike. <laughs> you, know, you know, honestly, this is not one of the MCU films that was was pulling at my heartstrings a whole oh, okay. lot. Yeah. No, but when it did. But when it did, but see. And, and it wasn't really like the story that pulled at your heartstrings. It's just what happens. Okay. All right. I get it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think it hits. I think what Joe's referring to is going to hit him on an emotional level in a way that is probably not going to hit you. No, probably okay. different than me. All right. But um, it was, I mean, astounding. It was, okay. it was and, so and it's good. not a spoiler because you already know what's going to happen. Like, everybody, it's the worst kept secret. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. I probably no. do, but don't say anything. You know. I, I mean, it's the it's been the worst kept secret because of the trailer gives it away. Okay. Oh, that. Yeah, all right. I, I, yeah. We won't say it. Make but it so. I, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a given. So, yeah. Um, but just seeing it. And hearing the music cue with it triggered me. All right. Oh, yeah. I get it. No, no, no. I get it. Uh, You know, like, I'm one of those guys that'll, like, my fists will go in the air. Like, I'll just, (laughs) I just start, like, let's Let's just say during that scene, there was cheering from the whole fucking crowd. I I, I don't Everybody cheered. Yes. And then again, yes. And then 30 seconds later, yes. Because each person who gets introduced is just, like, amazing. Right. So did they play. The Avatar trailer? You they did, which they looked did. like a hunk now, of shit. Did the, was the audience dead silent like every other audience I heard? Like, no one gave a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's, yeah. it felt like, like too little too late. Yeah, exactly. But, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah. I'm also waiting for this to cool down. I just put in the fridge. The Sierra Nevada Atomic Torpedo. 8.2%, oh. 19.2 ounces. Double Jesus IPA. Christ. They only sell them at the brewery, so I had my mom pick me some up in North Carolina. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, man, you'll enjoy it. I mean, yeah. you know, not to spend too much time on it, but, you know, if if there is a valid criticism of these Marvel movies, it's that they don't necessarily feel like the guy directing it is in control until you get to, like, James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and stuff. Right, right. Um, this is no longer the case, man. Like, this is a Sam Raimi Sam movie. Raimi. That's yeah. all I... That, listen, if it was just him... I, that's all I need. I mean, that guy is one of my heroes. So, yeah, you know, yeah, and the shit. Papa Pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have wow. you have you guys seen Dark Man? Oh yeah, dude, I love yeah. Dark Man. I mean, that was that was just amazing. <clears throat> that's, um, that's I cheered, amazing. I cheered as loud as Joe cheered, but when I saw the Oldsmobile, <laughs> because it's in every Sam Raimi movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. when it made when it made its appearance, and I was the only guy in the theater that I guess recognized it or cared. So oh, everybody shit. else was all in on the cheering, and I was just like, "Yes!" And everyone looked at me like, "What? What? What?" Oh, that's I mean, there was a teaser scene right before that scene too. Where all right, certain, all right, boys. All right. I'm not giving this. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I it just triggered slip. me. It just got me like, "Oh, fucking!" Right. Um, but let's go back to the trailers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the other movie that I really want to see that I saw the trailer for was Bullet Train. 
Yeah. Yeah, I heard crazy things cool. about it. So like, that movie looks fantastic. What is it? Is it a is it a action movie? Is it a comedy yeah. or is 100% it hundred like percent action? Oh, okay. All right. Well, Brad Pitt. Yeah. 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 That looks yep. interesting. I still need to see the other multiverse movie that's been talking talked about a lot. Is uh, what is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. All at once. Yeah, oh, yeah. Michelle Yao. Yeah. yeah. I, I I've heard great things about that one too. Yeah. The other movie that got the biggest cheer, of course, is Thor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a, only a month, right? Yeah, July seventh, I think. Oh, okay, a little longer, but still. But, fuck. Fucking <laughs> I. Fucking A. Yep. But yeah, I, I did cry a little bit. You, you mm. could say that certain moments in the movie made me cry like a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Alright. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully Sunday. We'll see. I'll go with my son. Like this a- is a spoiler for our episode, but not that movie. I'm going to give it a 4.9. Just telling you right now. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. That's how fucking good it was. I'm giving it a 4.9. I'm not giving it the perfect five, but I will give it a 4.9 when it comes when we get to it eventually, way down the road. That's how fucking good it was. Okay. And we'll see if Thor gets a five. (laughs) It will. I have a feeling it will. But yeah, I cried like Ragnarok will. (laughs) A baby driver. Yeah. That was a good one too. Nice transition. That was pretty good. I yeah. caught it. So. Did you? I did. This time I did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's our movie tonight. We are going to be doing the 1917, 1917. Holy 1917. Park. Right. Working the day, baby driver. Good night, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting away on a four Model T, but then yeah. uh, a guy in the Model A came up and he <laughs> sideswiped him. Uh, the 2017 hit, uh, Baby Driver. It's written and directed by Edgar Wright, one of my favorite guys on the planet. Um, and this is actually the first movie that was solely written by him, because he, even with his other ones, he he had co-writers. You know, a lot of times Simon Pegg and, and such. So um, this was his first movie. So um, we're going to try something different tonight, because one of the things that I want to really get across to everyone is that the music is another character in this movie. Um, it's not just background music it's not just a soundtrack every song has meaning um and it's displayed that meaning is usually displayed in one form or another throughout the movie so there's no real way to convey that when we're doing a podcast so there's going to be times when we're going to throw on the song from the soundtrack and you know we'll talk over it just so you can sort of get an idea of how these songs fit in. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about the diversity of these songs. Oh yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> it's crazy. Um, so uh, yeah, so we're going to do that um, before we jump in though, real quick. So this is a heist movie. It's a criminal movie, bank robberies and, and such. So in preparation for this movie, Edgar Wright spent a lot of time with, with convicted convicts getting their stories and uh, and some of the stories are actually in this in one form or another and used in the movie or at least the way characters act and talk and such um he just wanted to make sure they understood that world um so in it and also when he when they had the cast or when they were looking to cast people or it was time to send them the scripts everybody got their script and an ipod with all the songs on it so that nice. they could understand and get their heads into the spirit of, of how he wrote this movie, um, you know, and, and to understand the tone of the different scenes and such. So, um, yeah. All right, so let's dive into it. Um, so, Joe, if you could roll Bell Bottoms, please. This is Bell Bottoms by the John Spencer Blues Project. Yeah. So the movie opens up with this song, all right? We see, like, a, a city bank. It take, the movie takes place in Atlanta. So we see, you know, a bank in the center of, of Atlanta and a uh, red Subaru WRX pulls up. Yeah, I love WRX. Right? Right? And Great yeah, Ansel, Ansel Elgort got that car at the end of the movie, by the way. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Yeah. So they pull up um, and we quickly meet the occupants. Uh, you know, in the movie, we don't know their names yet, but we're going to throw them right out there. So first we see the, the titular baby. Um, it's played by Ansel Elgort. Uh, next to him is Griff, played by John Bernthal. Yes. <laughs> um, next is Buddy, played by John Hamm, 
who was the only person ever considered for the role. Which is yeah. weird because he looks way too old to be like that stylish, like that hairstyle. So it doesn't look right on him. Yeah, I know. It's Maybe funny, yeah, because used to seeing him like as John Hamm, then like yeah. it just threw me off. I know, and it's funny because his his girl, uh, darling, played by Isaac Gonzalez. She's like 19 years younger than him or something. Yeah, <laughs> so, it was, it, like but, his character was like off-putting like in that role. See, I, I, I did him so much that it didn't bother me, but I understand Oh, yeah, no, I didn't care. I know, I get, I get what you're saying, though. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But Edgar Wright wanted him from the start. He was the only actor who was at from the very first table read to the last, you know, oh, wow. to the wrap on, on the movie. Um, and, yeah, so then we see Darling. That's his, his lady, Buddy's ladies called Darling. Uh, again, played by Isaac Gonzalez. Um, Robert Rodriguez, who's friends with Edgar Wright, recommended her. And that's why Edgar went for her. Um, I think she's related somehow to him by marriage or something. I'm not sure. So um, so we see Griff, Buddy, and Darling exit the car. Uh, they take some weapons from the trunk, and they head into the bank. So Baby waits in the car. It's a really cool scene that, that sets the tone. This, this song is playing. And and he and baby, he's singing to it. He's dancing yep. to it in the car. He he turns on the windshield wipers, and the wipers <laughs> are moving to the beat of the music, I know, it's, like it's exactly, really, really well made. Yeah, you know, and and this definitely, you know, it, it snaps you into the movie, and and you know, sort of again sets the tone for how this whole thing is going to go. Um, so at one point, a police car goes by with the sirens blaring. It sort of snaps him out of his revelry for a second. And causes him to glance over into the bank. And he sees the three of them taking care of their business. Um, but you can tell he's uncomfortable with the violence that he's observing. Um, you know, they're roughing up some of the people in the bank, shooting the guns in the air and such. And he's, he just doesn't like it. But, uh, you know, he's there to do his job. Um, they exit the bank, run over to the car, jump in the car. And, again, while the song's playing, it's really cool because, you know, Griff looks at him and points forward. And baby just hits the car in reverse and just yep. does does a quick spin around and goes in the other direction. Um, then they take off. So not long after the police, you know, they're there. They're they're in close pursuit, and this whole chase scene just you know drives home. Haha, baby's driving <laughs> skills. The the kid is like amazing behind the wheel. Um, at one point, he even he even spins the car catches the end of a spike strip and flips it in front of one of the cop cars <laughs> blows the cop cars tires up yeah it's amazing um, right Good they driving. get on yeah they get onto the highway and baby spots two other red cars because he knows there's a police helicopter overhead so he uses those as a decoy and helps them um you know helps them make their escape their goal is to get to a parking garage that contains a switch car and you know it's a clean car they don't know what they're <coughs> looking for and they um you know they get in that car, and uh, Darling's driving it. They get out, and they're on their way. So, successful heist. That opening scene freaked me out, man, because <laughs> I, I've seen this movie once, I thought. Yeah. But I didn't remember it being, like, like from windshield wiper right. on. I was yeah. like, what is this? This is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Even the gunshots in the bank are timed to the music. Yeah, everything's perfect. Right? Yeah. Um, I will say, though... Although it was cool, the red car thing was a little too, like, deus ex machina. Oh, of course, of course. Because they it's, were perfectly driving. They both had sunroofs. They were both... I mean... I know, but suspend disbelief, man. But I get it. I know what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's not bad. It, it was cool. It was a cool idea. It just it seemed like a little... Eh. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, this movie, it's definitely light on, on fact in yeah. a lot of places, but it's just... It's, it's such... It's so stylized and so, it's so perfect. It is. I mean, I love it for I, it. So, I, like, I, I'm not, I'm not like yeah. criticizing. No, 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 I'm just saying, it. like, dude, I for get me, it. that was that was yep. a little. I was like, eh, but yep. but it's so good. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So, um, and and just while this is going on, while this whole thing's going on, the credits have started. So, you know, on the screen, you're seeing the stars, you're seeing, the, you know, whatever the casting directors and all that stuff, you know, flash up on the screen in the titles uh, while it's happening. So, you know, we see them, get, we see them escape now. Um, the next scene opens up. So, Joe, we're going to roll Harlem Shuffle. <laughs> I know. 
it's not Cypress Hill. Okay. <laughs> you knew I was going for the other song, right? I know. Well, listen, I'm so conditioned that that's what I expect when I hear that song, when I hear that opening. But I'm like, no. Yeah. It's da- who? Who? Damn it, Joe. Who's the guys? Earl and Dave. Who's the th- uh, Bob and Earl? Bob and Earl. I knew it was yeah. two guys. One of them was Earl. Uh, so this song is Home Shuffle. By, yeah, right, by Bob and Earl. Um, so we're now seeing Baby walk down the street. He's heading to get coffee for, for the crew. Um, this scene is like, it, it's it was a it's a one-tracking shot. The whole scene is like four or five minutes long. It's a, it's a single tracking shot. They did 28 takes, and they used take 21. <laughs> All right. Um, so... As Baby's walking, along the wall, as the lyrics are playing, the lyrics are showing up in graffiti on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the trippiest thing. Um, it's so, and so well th- done, it's, man. It's so right? Edgar Wrighty. It's, nu- it's nuts. Exactly. He plays the saxophone for the music store. And- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I immediately thought of Shaun of the, of the Dead, how choreographed yeah. yes. that uh, walking into the gas station scene was. Yep. Yep. Yeah, That's just- exactly it. It's, a, it's very similar to that. Um, so, you know, yeah, you see, like when when they sing "Move, Move" comes up on, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so, at one point, as Joe said, uh, or and Eric said that he he walks past the music store, which was the it was an empty store that they hired local artists to paint the mural for. Oh, nice. And the, the music store is called Beanie Music for Bob and Earl, right? Oh, okay. And, cool. and yeah, he even, you know, he gets up, plays the trumpet when the trumpet plays, you know, he simulates the, the trumpet. Um, so, I'm sorry, I'm trying to focus on my notes. This is the one part I didn't write myself because I took from a website because it's the easiest way to describe the scene, <laughs> you know, because there's just so much going on. Um, at one point, there's on the post office, uh, on the post box, the, the mailbox that, that he walks by, there's a number on there. It's 2807-1978. That's the release date for the movie The Driver um, with uh, Ryan, uh, yeah, whatever, old actor, I love him, um, which is a big influence for this movie, very big influence. It was directed by Walter Hill. Um, so, like, Edgar's just throwing stuff in there. Like, it's crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, now, so, this tracking shot does the most important thing I think it could have done. It'd do the same thing in one of my favorite movies, uh, Legend of 1900. Yeah. Which is the camera follows the girl that he's noticing walk by. Yes. And yep. it takes you, you know, you're so focused on him the whole time and his dancing and stuff. But as yeah. he's distracted, you're distracted as the viewer. And it's such a smart, like, directorial move. Like, it's... No, it's, exactly. Exactly. And... To, to talk more to that, when he walks into the coffee shop, which is called Octane, by the way, <laughs> so it's perfect for, for, you know, the cars, there's a big mural on the wall on the other side of the street, and in the center of that is a black heart, okay, except when the girl walks by, it changes to red. No. Oh. Yes, yeah, that's how so much going on that I that's even, how like, detailed see everything and like I yeah. feel like, like this is a rewatchable movie a lot. Oh, definitely. And so Edgar Wright likes to drop himself in a cameo in all of his movies in one form or another, whether it's a voice. He, he, did, he was the restaurant owner, uh, the Fulci's owner in, in, in uh, Shaun of the Dead. And this was completely by accident. What happened was when Baby's walking down the street, he passes one of the windows. You see Edgar Wright's reflection oh, shit. in the window because he's on the other side of the street watching the scene in a monitor. Okay? But he had the CG department remove the had- monitor and make it look like his phone. That's cool. Mm. <laughs> but that's him. It's only a reflection of Edgar Wright in the window as Baby walks by. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, so he, he picks up the coffee for, for the crew, um, and I'm just making sure I didn't miss any other cool stuff. But that's pretty much it. it, it it's a scene to behold, you know. Yeah. There's no way I can describe it in words without, It's just you know, fun. Yeah, exactly. So, and I had never seen this movie before. Really? Nice. Okay, no, no. I, I'm not surprised. I think that's great, though. I'm so great. I'm happy I can bring these things to you guys. It's so good. And this time, um, you know what? I'm not going to shit on it. I, yay. <laughs> yay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, 
baby makes it back to the hideout. It's an old building in Atlanta. Um, he heads upstairs and he hands out the coffees. And we're going to roll a clip now, Joe. What's his deal? Baby, full cut, same as everyone. Nah, Doc, I mean, is he, uh, retarded? Retarded means slow. Was he slow? No. Then you don't sound the retarded to me. He's a good kid and devil behind the wheel. What the hell else more do you need to know? So you don't think that there's something wrong with him just not saying anything? There's nothing wrong with a little quiet. You know why they call him baby, right? Still waiting on his first words. Uh, yeah, so that's Griff talking to uh, the leader of this crew, Doc, played by Kevin Spacey. Um, I will lay out that disclaimer that we've got two individuals in this movie, two stars in this movie who've got less than a stellar reputation since it came out, and Kevin Spacey and Ansel Elgort. They yeah, both had was... their problems with, uh, with not being nice to people. You got to suspend your disbelief. Uh, yep, yeah. that's <laughs> Tim. It's funny, Tim, my son Tim and I, we were talking about that earlier, is that this is exactly what you have to do in this. Separate them because the performances are amazing. You know? Yep. Art and the artist. Yeah. So um, I love that line because why they call him baby? Because it's still waiting on his first words. So that only pisses off Griff a little more. So he, he goes and he starts busting baby's balls um, big time. He, he takes his sunglasses off and, you know, he just starts lacing into him. He takes the sunglasses off. Baby just pulls out another pair of sunglasses, puts them on. Yeah. He slaps him off his head, um, and he says some pretty pertinent stuff and a lot of foreshadowing, actually. He talks about the fact that, you know, you can't be in crime without getting a little dirty, and it seems that Baby, so far, has been very good at separating himself from the actual crimes and staying clean. Um, you know, and then the, the last thing he says to him there is, is you know, the, the blood on your hands ain't going to wash off in the sink. Um, and yeah, this is foreshadowing as to what's going to happen later in the movie. Um, and again, typical Edgar Wright. You know, this movie is full of Easter eggs and hints as to what's going to happen later in the movie. Um, the last thing Baby does there is put his, another pair of sunglasses on. <laughs> um, he's got, he sees having an endless supply of them. That and iPods. Yes. Yeah. And, and Edgar Wright explained that, too, in that um, all those iPods, well, first he uses the iPods, and obviously they all use the burner phones to stay off the grid. But... Uh, and the sunglasses especially, he's just stolen them all from the cars he's boosted, <laughs> you know? So he just has an endless supply of, of both. If there's an iPod in there, he'll grab it, but he definitely grabs the sunglasses, you know? So um, the whole crew piles in the elevator. They head to the parking garage. Uh, they're all stopping on different levels. There's a lot of parking garages in this movie, a lot. Um, so they're heading down, and uh, Buddy and Darling are, well... <laughs> it's like Griff says, look, mommy and daddy are getting it on. Um, you know, they're making out. And uh, Griff's floor comes, you know, dings. And he says, if you don't see me again, it's because I'm dead. <laughs> and, yeah, it was confirmed by Edgar Wright. He, he's dead. That's why he's not in the rest <laughs> of the movie. And he got top billing. Bernthal got, like, second billing, I think, on this. Um, and, yeah. Uh, you know, he was able to shoot those scenes. Like this. Yep. He was able to shoot the scenes while he was doing uh, promo work for Punisher. So he was able to, you know, free up the time to do it. So, um, so yeah, Buddy and Darling, they talk about, you know, what they're going to do tonight to celebrate. And Buddy talks about this uh, restaurant. It was a real thing as far as I understand in Atlanta. It's no longer there, but it's called Bacchanalia. Um, you know, and, and Darling classified as classifies it as the, wine, the finest wine in the dining of all the wines and dines in town. Um, and that'll come up later, too. And if you want some fun, read what, uh, what Bacchanalia was a thing back in the Roman times. And uh, it was a celebration of Bacchus. I think he was an emperor. Oh, he's that little fat thing that plays the flute. Oh, that's who he is. And it's basically a multi-day orgy. Danny DeVito and Hercules. 
There you go. It's basically a multi-day orgy. Like yeah. they, people in Rome would get together and they would fuck anything that moved uh, without recourse or, or condemnation. And it was, sounds like fun. I don't know. Now it's just the villages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so we are now at uh, Baby's apartment. Um, the TV's on as Baby, uh, he, he pulls up the rug and a floorboard and throws a stack of cash that he, he got for his part of the take. Um, and, oh, I skipped the whole damn thing. We've got to take one step back. Um, after, every, after the other, the trio yeah. leave, Baby's talking to Doc. Um, we learn here um, that, you know, Baby says, one more job and I'm done. And Doc's response is, one more job and we're square. Um, so he oh, he owes Doc a debt, and we'll learn what it is. And this is he's one job away from being free of this because he's been doing it since he was much younger. Yeah. Uh, Doc gives him some driving gloves, uh, which poetically are red on the palm side. <laughs> They're white on the back, red in the palms to again point to what's going to happen eventually. Um, so now we're back at Baby's apartment, uh, and he's putting that stack of cash in, you know, under a loose floorboard that he's got in the apartment. Um, it's here that we meet his foster dad, Joe. Um, Joe is a he's a deaf wheelchair wheelchair bound older guy, but he's taken care of Baby since um, you know he was young, very young. Uh, we'll learn why, um, and you can instantly get the vibe of the bond that these two have with each other. Yeah. Um, so the actor is C.J. Jones. He's, he's deaf in real life. So Ansel Elgort had to learn uh, ASL for the role. He does a great job with it. You know, mm -hmm. he really does. It's, it's very natural. A lot of times when you see people, you know, actors do that for a role, they, it's very stilted. But uh, Elgort did it. He did a good job with that. Um, now let me ask you this. I know you mentioned there was a version of this movie that had the ASL subtitled. Well, um, yeah. The, anything that's not... Uh, how do, how do we phrase this, Joe? Anything that's not borrowed? <laughs> <laughs> the issue with certain movies that might be downloaded is that they almost never have subtitles available because it's a separate yeah. file. I so, tried to find it and I just couldn't, and I gave up. Oh, no, no, I get it, dude. It's, it's hard. When it, we're, we're, that method makes it very difficult for any kind of subtitles. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you watch, like, for the purposes of this episode, I pulled up the, you know, FX has it in their library. I pulled it up there, so it's got commercials and stuff, but I only needed it for that part. Um, but, yeah, you can, you know, the dialogue is splashed across the screen uh, as to what they're saying to each other. So, um, so I'll describe it. So, so Baby asks Joe if he's hungry, and then very artfully he's dancing around and, and very artfully makes him a peanut butter sandwich. Joe is very emphatic that he needs it spread to the edges. That's very important to Joe. Um, yeah. He loves the peanut butter oh, oh, spread to the edges. He's like this. And, yeah. You know? So, uh, and, and again, this is where that bond, where that love between the two, you can just see babies teasing him and having fun. Um, yep. But Joe's also very concerned, obviously, because he knows what baby's doing to an extent, and he's concerned for him. He doesn't want him to get hurt. Um, he asked him where the money came from, and baby's reply is work, but one more and I'm done. Um, he tries to change the subject by sticking a banana in his ear. <laughs> Bananas yeah. play a prominent role in this movie as well. Uh, but Joe, he, Joe's not having it. Um, they sit down uh, to watch TV together and Baby's flipping channels. And these are also very, for, you know, there's a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of Easter eggs as to what's going to take place and how things are going to pan out. So uh, hits on the Little Rascals movie with Alfalfa singing You Are So Beautiful. Uh, then they hop to the movie. It's complicated. And John Krasinski saying they grow up so freaking fast, don't they? Uh, yeah. Monsters Inc. Um, you and I are a team. Nothing is more important than our friendship. Is the quote. Um, back to our movie, Fight Club. Uh, you know, on the plane, the single serving yep. friend, where where Tyler looks at him and goes, "How's that working out for you?" <laughs> I just laugh every time I see that one. Um, and then uh, the last thing that's there is a, is an actual bullfight, and the the narrator is. Is he's saying that you know uh, the 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 bull is bloody, uh, but the matadors run out of tries on horseback, so now he has to end it on foot, and that is a direct point to the climax of this movie, and we'll get to that. Um, this was the first R-rated movie to have permission to use a Disney film. <laughs> oh, really? He sweet talked them into doing it. Yeah, they they were they were cool with it because they liked the movie, um, and they weren't you know 
I guess they, yeah, they, they thought it was, was okay. So, yeah, Pete Docter, who directed Monsters, Inc., was given a special thanks at the end of the movie. That's awesome. Because he allowed that to happen, yeah. Um, so, Look, yeah, I'm on TV. <laughs> I wish it would put like, something over Mike Wazowski. I'm in a movie. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, all right, so we got another clip, Joe. Gone for it. Retarded means slow. Was he slow? No. Was he slow? No. Was he slow? No. Retarded means slow. Was he slow? No. Retarded means slow. Was he slow? No. Slow, slow, slow. So um, you can hear some of the some of the the lines that took place at the hideout uh, when when Griff was talking to uh, to Doc, and we learned that Baby records a lot of stuff. He's got a little handheld recorder he keeps in his pocket. Yeah. He records it to sample uh, you know words and, and sounds, and and he makes these uh, you know he creates these songs on some very primitive equipment. I promised myself I was going to look up what he used, but it reminds um, me of the show that i think it was hulu did uh wu-tang and american saga where they were showing like the mm -hmm. origins of the wu-tang clan oh uh, yeah 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 and, okay. and like i got the same vibe from like bobby digital being back down like the underground yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i mean i did see that that the equipment there was re is real and it was used in the earlier days of that kind of sampling um because it was easy to get simply use um, we should send that clip to to our re resident synth lord, Mr. Will Lehu. Yeah, we should. <laughs> He'll tell him, tell, tell him he spent too much money. He's got to go back to the basics. <laughs> um, but, yeah, really quickly, I mean, Baby's using a, uh, uh, an old key punch machine. Like, so he's got a card that's got holes punched in it that's, that's playing some of the music. And it's an old tape recorder. Just a lot of stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, so he takes this cassette and he adds it to a very large collection of other cassettes he has. And the camera focuses on one that's gold, and it says mom. Um, so he, it's obviously very important to him of all the tapes that he's made. Um, he then flashes back to his childhood. Um, we see him in the backseat of a car. He's probably 10 or so, 12. Uh, he's watching his parents argue. His mom's driving. His dad's in the passenger seat. They're arguing. And then he looks up to see them heading into the back of a tractor trailer. Um, obviously, the scene cuts, but... We see that there was an accident, most likely ended tragically. Um, and, you know, again, this will tie him to Doc and to Joe. This is how, you know, things, things all add up. Uh, so Baby looks over on a table, and it's a table full of iPods. But at that point, he focuses on one that's all smashed and broken. He probably he had it in the car when the accident happened. And <coughs> We see his connection to the iPods, uh, you know, what it means to him. So... Now, hold on, Doug. Did you skip the part where he recorded himself on the t tape recorder and called the hotel? And he said, uh, this is Kevin McAllister, the father. Because I feel like we... That's true. You're I right. I missed that whole scene. No. As long as we address it. I'm, no, no, I'm, you're I'm right. Good. It's there. Just watch it, folks. You'll see it. It's great. Um, all right. So now uh, we see babies heading to a place called Bo's Diner. Um, it's one of the only, the apartment and the diner were the only two sets that were built for the movie. Everything else was a, a real location. Um, it was built in an old Denny's. Um, so it's called Bo's Diner. Uh, where he sees, and it's never, it's never confirmed that he knows this is the girl he saw outside the coffee shop. But we know that it is. Um, we meet Deborah for the first time, played by Lily James. Um, who was the only British actor in the whole movie, besides Edgar Wright's writing and directing. Um, she enters the diner singing B-A-B-Y, uh, Baby by Carla Thomas. Uh, so we're going to play that clip. So, what can I get you this fine morning? 
Uh... Oh, don't worry if you need a second. I have all the time in the world. <laughs> Were you recording this? Oh. Am I, I being monitored for quality assurance? No, I, I, no. Um, hello? Hello, testing. What can I get you this fine morning, sir? Um. Oh, um, you know, that's a kid's menu, right? Yeah. Oh. I get it, it's early. So you're just starting your day, or did you just get off? Oh, I don't know if I ever get off. They call, I go, you know. So what is it you do? I'm a driver. Oh, like a, like a chauffeur? You drive around important people? I guess I do. Anyone I'd know? I hope not. Well, aren't you mysterious? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> so when was the last time you hit the road just for fun? Yesterday. Oh, I'm jealous. Sometimes all I want to do is head west on 20 in a car I can't afford with a plan I don't have. Just me, my music, and the road. I'd like that, too. <coughs> uh, so, you deciding anything yet? You are so beautiful. <laughs> you just decided that. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you don't mean it. I do mean it. Jonathan? Oh, <laughs> sorry. You know, this isn't my badge. <laughs> I've only just started here. As a Jonathan? Yeah, <laughs> as a Jonathan. Well, um, if you have any more questions, just holler. I have a question. What's that song you're singing? It's called Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the porn parody version of it. So uh, so speaking of that song, we're going to play that and, and, and start talking some more. So this is B-A-B-Y Baby by Carla Thomas. We can tell that Baby's obviously smitten. Um, I love the chemistry between these two. They nailed it. Like, Lily James and him just nailed it uh, right, right from the get-go. So he yeah. runs to, uh, to a record store to buy this album. Uh, then he heads home, and he starts to serenade Joe. And it's really cool because Joe, Joe's, he knows this music playing, but then he puts his hand down and holds the speaker, and he just starts to smile because he yeah. can tell what it is, you know? Um, he signs to Baby, I approve. And Baby signs back of the song, and he says of the girl. Um, you know, he can read Baby like a book. He knows. What's yeah, he going would approve on. if he saw her too. Yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, the burner phone rings again. So during that scene that we played, you hear the phone ring, but Baby didn't answer it. Um, this time he picks it up, and it's Doc telling him there's another job, and you know he's in. <laughs> he asked him, "Are you in? Am I in?" And he goes. That's not rhetorical, baby. You're in. <laughs> so, um, oh, I love this song so much. Yeah, it's good. You know, it is so good. Um, all right, you could fade it out. We're, yeah. Cool. I would recommend searching for the playlist for this movie on Spotify because it's there and it's fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, so, baby heads out to the hideout again. He's going to meet the new crew. Uh, uh, we learned that, that Doc never uses the same exact crew twice in a row. Uh, so he mixes and matches his people. So we now meet uh, Eddie No-Nose, formerly Eddie the Nose. <laughs> what happened to your nose? That's a no-no-no-nose. That's a no-nose, no-no page one. <laughs> Don't ask Eddie about his nose. He's played by Flea from the yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so that was cool. And it's, this is part of Edgar Wright's love of Back to the Future. Because Griff is named after after Biff, and I, I can't remember all of it, but even he, he wanted Flea to be in the movie because of his ties to, to back the whole Back to the Future franchise. So I thought that was cool. That is uh, cool. Right? Thank uh, you. Thank you. For <laughs> I, I'm hearing the name Griff this whole movie. I'm like, oh, man, I, you know, I wonder if there's any connection yeah. to you know, Griff yep. from 2015. And sure enough, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's even like when he talks about the spirit of 85 – there is a highway in Atlanta called 85, but a lot of people say it's because that's when, you know, Back to the Future was released. Things like that. There's a lot of ties to it because he's such a huge fan. Uh, the next crew member we meet is JD, 
who as Doc describes, he put the Asian back in home invasion. <laughs> Which stands for John DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. And last but definitely not least is uh, Bats, uh, played by Jamie Foxx. Brilliantly played by Jamie Foxx. I love him in this role. Like, he's so fucking bad. Um, and, you know, Bat, Bats' is call sign there. He goes, everybody from the jungle of the traps knows Bats. Um, and now we are going to learn as learn why Baby uh, is constantly listening to music. So uh, roll that clip. It's your boy, right? It's the one who say listen to the music all the time. The drive is supposed to be the eyes and the ears. Not just the eye. Why does he listen to music all the time, Doc? He's got mental problems. No, no, no. I'm the one who got the mental problems in the crew. Physician take. He's got tinnitus. Tinnitus what? You know what? He had an accident when he was a kid. He still got a hum in the drum. Plays music to drown it out. Yeah, but you're filming. Yeah, so, you know, you could put two and two together, watch the beginning of it, but that's the explanation. Uh, the tinnitus that he uses that music. He's constantly listening to the music. And there are there's other motivations and reasons more emotional for him that he does that, but this does help him focus on things. Um, so when they're done... Uh, <laughs> he looks at JD and he looks down at his neck tattoo and he goes, hat? And JD goes, yeah, used to say hate. <laughs> but, <laughs> but to improve my chances of employment, <laughs> I, I got rid of the E. <laughs> and then he goes, how's that working out for you? From the, the, the fight club scene. And then, uh, you know, JD's response is, who doesn't like hats? <laughs> It's so Edgar Wright, smart comedy writing, you know, um, it's pretty funny. Um, and earlier, I forgot, in the diner scene, when he looks at, at Deborah and he says, he mutters, you are so beautiful. Again, we're seeing the immediate callback from what happened in the previous scene with all the different TV that he was watching with, with Joe. Um, so Bats continues to bother Doc about baby. Something's pissing him off about him. Well, something pisses Do uh, Bats off about everyone. But, uh, so Doc tells him a story of, like I mentioned before, the spirit of 85. Um, he describes a kid who avoided the cops for two hours on Spaghetti Junction. It's a part of Atlanta, with, like, and it, it exists. There are like 50 roads going all over each other. Uh, he became a legend. Everybody knows about him. Um, he, baby, when he was much younger, he stole Doc's Mercedes. And not just the car, but had some merch in the trunk. Um, so Doc, he he didn't hurt him because he was he he's I was in awe of the balls on the kid, um, but he let Baby know that you now owe me a debt and you got to pay it off. So this is why Baby's been his driver ever since, and you know this is now one job till we're square. Um, so we're gonna play a clip called Talking Shop. So they're gonna go over what their the next heist is. Shop, let's talk it, Baby. You with us? in the AM questions. I got a question, Doc. Why would I believe phones over here hear the goddamn word you said? You lay down your whole play. He ain't even listening. Baby? The target is an armored truck at Perimeter Trust in Dunwoody, 10 a.m. sharp. We have the details of the route because someone at the depot has a nasal problem. The bank itself is right near the Buford Highway, so we should be able to hit the ramp within 60 seconds of getting out. We also have a diversion crew. They're going to blow up a bread truck a ways away, keep the fuzz busy. The dress code is the Michael Myers Halloween mask, but don't all buy your mask at the same time. It looks suspicious. The switch car is ready, but you want me to hit the long state parking structure at Hartsfield Jackson to get a heist vehicle that stays colder longer, boost a commuter car, a family car, something that blends in well with morning traffic. Something on the heavy side, in case we need to ram the cops off the road. Uh, Escalade, Yukon, Avalanche, whatever. 
needs to be ready for an 8.30 start in the a.m. Questions? Well, ain't y'all cute? That's my baby. Fuck your baby. <laughs> and just so you know, fuck your baby is used in my house a lot. <laughs> yeah, Especially with Tim and I, because we both love this movie so much. Um, yeah. I use a uh, fuck your feelings. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so just to, to just quickly review that. While the music is playing, Doc is laying out the plan for everybody, but Baby can't hear it. Um, really interesting that in the trailer, you can hear what Doc is saying because it wouldn't have made sense if, they, uh, if you couldn't hear it. So, the, you know, to convey sort of what the story is, they left the, the audio in for that part of it. So, um, all right. So we're ready for the next morning when the, uh, this heist is going to take place. So, Joe, play <coughs> neat, neat, neat. What was that? Neat, neat, neat. Neat, neat, neat. Yes. Another great song by The Damned. Um, so this is the song that Baby turns on on his iPod as they're ready to do the heist. So they get to the bank just as an armored car is being offloaded. Um, Bats, and I, and I love this, this is something that Edgar Wright got from speaking to these, these uh, criminals, these bank robbers and such. And we're going to see this throughout the movie. Bats, he lays it out that that's their money, meaning the guys in the car. That's their mm-hmm. money. It's rightfully ours. And we're going to go get it back. So, I mean, that's the philosophy that he uses as a, as a bank robber. That, you know, he, it's a, he, he creates a backstory, sort of like an actor will create right. a ba- backstory for a character. He creates a backstory as to why that money is his, and he's going to get it back. He's completely justified in what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and anything that he does, and he's a violent guy, is justified. Because that, that son of a bitch took my money, you know. It's twisted, but it's like so crazy. You know, it's so, it's so interesting. Um, so, uh, it's at this point that if you remember in the previous scene, he talked about uh, getting the, uh, Michael Myers Halloween mask. Um, <laughs> this was JD's this. responsibility. Uh, and he takes the mask out of his bag and they, are, they are Mike Myers, Austin awesome. Powers masks. That's the best scene for me in the whole movie. Well, yeah, no, crazy, I, I, I understand. And, me too. Um, cause this is like. Can you get me over there? And he picks her up and puts her over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like it's like a whole who's on first, what's on second routine about the masks ensues. Yeah. It's like the and Halloween mask. It's like it is a Halloween mask. It is a Halloween yeah. mask. Yeah. No, oh. J- yeah, Halloween. Oh, you mean Jason? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. And the story behind that one is that they couldn't get the rights to use the Halloween mask. Oh, shit. The studio wanted too fucking much money. So so Edgar Wright called Mike Myers, and Myers said, sure, you can use it. Go ahead. And he yeah. got the studio to, to okay it. That's why they had to do that. So brilliant Edgar Wright, he writes the whole thing into the movie. He doesn't have to do that. He just could have yeah. said, go get the Mike Myers from, you know, Austin Powers. But he writes it into the movies. It's fucking great. Um, so right as they're ready to exit, Baby says, hold on, I got to restart the song. And he rewinds it and he restarts it. And they exit and, and begin the robbery. And, and I found out that they had to do that because the song wasn't long enough for the scene. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. they came up with that they came up with that idea to, to just lengthen the song, start it again, you know? Um, so the boys they, they descend on the armored truck and baby and again this demonstrates his you know just aversion to the violence he pulls the car up the truck up a little bit so he doesn't have to see what they're going to do to these armored armored truck guards um pulls up for a few seconds then he backs up um you know they start running towards the car and he does notice that the guards are on the ground one of them's bleeding badly from the head um they get in the, they get in the truck as they try to exit um a you know Good Samaritan slash Vigilante. Who they, yeah, I'm they, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I know, right? Well, you know, it might as well be Florida with the fucking <laughs> firepower much. he was he was packing. Man, George is in Florida, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this uh, they dub him Soldier Boy in a little bit, but he uh, he's going to stop. He's going to, th- you know, he's the Vigilante. He's going to stop them. So he rams his pickup truck into theirs. Um, 
they they struggle. They they manage to get out of the lot. He's he's in hot pursuit of them. They manage to get out of the lot. First, he starts shooting the firing a pistol at him. He's got an actual machine gun on the front seat. He starts shooting the machine gun at them. Um, they get out onto the road, and the guy stays. You know, he's right behind them. He actually pit maneuvers him and spins the car, the truck sideways, and actually ends up pretty much kind of underneath a tr- an eighteen wheeler as it's moving. Um, Bats lines up for a uh, for a shotgun shot to take out the the soldier boy and baby sees this and he he sort of jerks the wheel and gets them undone from the tractor trailer but he does it to stop Bats from killing him and uh, Bats knows this and it, it pissed him off. Um, they get away from the guy they get down on the highway the guy's car flips over they get away from him but then they get stuck in construction traffic so they jump out of the car the truck and they run ahead to the to the front of the line there. And they start to carjack a car with a mother and her infant baby or a baby in the back seat. Um, Bats is ready to go with the baby in the car. Uh, but baby gets in, uh, turns around, grabs the infant, and hands it to the mother. Um, he then can't move until he plugs the iPod back into the car and starts playing the song again. So, uh, Because, again, he needs that rhythm in order to, to keep himself focused. Um, he starts the song again, and they make it now to the, the switch garage. Uh, there's two cars there at this point. They each jump in a car. They all jump in different cars, and they, um, they get away. Uh, so we're back in, at the hideout in the parking garage, and uh, ba- Bats confronts Baby about missing that shot. Um, you know, uh, he, he lays it out. You know, as soon as you catch feelings, you catch a bullet. Um, he does, again, he didn't like what Baby did there. Um, so baby's sent for coffee again, uh, but this time his mood is obviously a lot more somber. Um, they Edgar Wright grabs uh, Harlem Shuffle, but it's a very much it's a much more frenetic version of it. Um, it's it's sped up and it's the, the timing is different and it's kind of weird just to basically convey baby's you know mood and his somber mood. Um, when he gets back to the hideout, we learn that JD is <laughs> long gone, baby. With, with bats trying to do Austin Powers, um, we're now in the gar- the parking garage again. Uh, Doc and Baby are having a conversation, and this is where Doc tells him that he's all paid up. Uh, but there's one more thing he needs to do. Uh, he, I want you to sunset that ride. And Baby, they go over to the ride, and uh, JD's in the trunk. Or you know, X JD is in the trunk, dead. Um, Seems like kind of a fucked up thing to kill someone over. I mean, it worked. It's a mask. Yeah, well, you Who know cares, what? It was, like, what mask it is. Yeah, it was bats. It well, it was a shotgun too, because he left the shotgun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he the did the truck. Right. So that's that, I left know, my that's shotgun. That's yeah. He fucked up left and right, but it was also bats. I mean, bats pulls the trigger first before he does anything. So yeah. Um. So, baby takes that car to a salvage yard, um, and he watches as they load it in, and it gets crushed. Um. While this is happening, he flashes back to his childhood uh, where he's watching his first he's seen his mom in a recording studio singing. Um, and then we see him getting that big iPod that we saw that was smashed uh, for his birthday. And then he remembers them fighting. And then they're in the car again as it crashes. Um, so we're going to play this clip. Um, the song Easy by Lionel Richie, one of my favorite songs ever. I yes. just love this song. Um, Ansel Elgort, this was his request. He wanted this song in the movie because he loves it so much. So roll it. Although clip. it's Commodores. Yeah. Oh, it's the Commodores, right. It's not just Lionel. Sorry. Yep. Yes.
I mean, that line at Measy Like Sunday Morning is one of the greatest lyrics ever written. Just that line, because it's so true. And it just... Apparently, he'd never played at the damn church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sunday mornings are not easy. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, they're easy for me, Joe. I got yeah. no stress on Sunday morning. <laughs> well, you know, you already get the clout with your family name. That's true. You're right. I just I can ride that coattails. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so during that scene, uh, it, it, and I, I forgot to bring this up earlier. I don't know. At the beginning of that scene, you, you might have heard a high-pitched, like, hum, okay? So any time in this movie that Baby doesn't have music playing, you hear his tinnitus, sometimes mm -hmm. more pronounced than others. This was kind of low, but it's always there when the music is off. And um, you hear it at the beginning, but then he puts the car gets crushed. He puts the, the, the earbuds in, and he turns it on. So he's walking out of the, out of the salvage yard. He takes the gloves and the, the burner, that, the last burner he had, and he tosses it into a, you know, an abandoned vehicle in, in the salvage yard because in his mind he's free now. He's done. That's the last job. Doesn't owe Doc anything. Doesn't need any of it. Um, so uh, Baby now heads back to the diner. Uh, Deborah is uh, she's about to leave, but she sticks around <coughs> for him because the connection is there. Um, we learn then that Baby's been coming to that diner for a long time because his mom actually used to work there. Um, this is another little plot hole, Joe, that it's been Bo's diner forever. Bo doesn't recognize him. Like, yeah. he's just another guy. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, a little stuff like that. You just let it go, but it has its issues. You know, I, I definitely can see that. So, um, so we're going to play another clip and then we'll take a break. Know what you want? Your name? Well, you can get that for free. <laughs> It's Debbie, Deborah. Oh, that song. The Beck one? Yeah. Bucks up time, D-E-B-O-R-A, and I think that's just D-E-B-R-A. I don't know that one. Oh, it goes, um... <laughs> I met you, J.C. Penny. <clears throat> I think your name tag said Jenny. Jenny? The song's about him wanting to get with Jenny and her sister, too, whose name is Deborah. So it's not even really about me. It's about the sister. My sister's name is Mary. She has got all the songs. Mary, Mary, where are you going to? Proud Mary, keep on burning. The wind cries, Mary. She's got me beat again. She's got endless songs. I got one. You got two. What's the other one? Deborah, the song I'm talking about. Who <laughs> by? Tracks. T-Rex? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've so. heard of them, but don't know that one. How's it go? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, Deborah. Always look like a zebra. A zebra? Like a zebra, I guess. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm wearing black and white, so you can call me Debra. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually got Debra on here. What? How many of those do you have? Oh, I got different iPods for different days and moods. Oh, and you're in a pink and glittery mood. I am now. <laughs> what is your name? Baby. Wait, what? Your name's Baby. B-A-B-Y, Baby. Yeah. Oh, well, then you have us all beat. <laughs> Every damn song is about you. <laughs> we could drive back and forth across the States forever and never run out of baby songs. We might run out of gas, <laughs> Did your mom call you baby as a kid? Sometimes. She used to work here? Sometimes, but uh, she was a singer, too. What does she do now? Nothing. Uh, I can find Deborah's phone. Debbie! Crying out loud. But I play it for me sometime I don't have to get out of here. Deal? Yeah, deal. You know what you want yet? <laughs> to get out of here. I love tracks, man. Right? Tracks. Yeah. The funny thing is, they, when that song came out, they were called Tyrannosaurus Rex. They didn't shorten it until a couple of years later. But uh, 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, let's go through this scene quick, and then we'll take a break. Um, so, Baby and Deborah leave the diner. They go to the laundromat. Uh, when that song starts playing, the, the camera's focused on their feet because they're both listening to it in the earbuds, and their feet are tapping to the music. I, just, I absolutely love the way Edgar Wright did that. Um, so, they're having a conversation in the diner, the, uh, diner in the laundromat. They're sort of walking around. Um, you know, Deborah notices you don't talk much, um, but Baby indicates that I've talked more to you today than I've spoken to anyone all year, yeah, uh, which is true. And you can see that he opens up because you can already see the awkwardness in his in, in his being. You know, given the fact that he's, you know, he watched those TV shows and he's using lines from the TV shows rather than coming up with his own words for things. So, I mean, you know, he's definitely stunted in a lot of ways because of the upbringing he had, losing his parents, being with Joe driving for doc that whole time but with her he can be open and honest and it, it it's you know you, you can definitely you know you can see it so um you know we found out for sure we knew but he explains to deborah that he lost both his mom and his dad in an accident and that's how he got the tinnitus um we also learned that deborah lost her mom to illness after taking care of her for a while so they both had their troubles um they make plans for a date, and Baby suggests uh, Bacchanalia, and he uses Darling's line, you know, the finest wine in a dine of all the wines and dines in town. Uh, and they're excited to go. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh, yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to just like pbs um you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you Back. can either be a friend it, of the show a oh. friend with benefits Ooh. we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah Ooh, damn. and if you uh if you exceed that amount uh you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want <laughs> Not safe for your eyes, picks in my case, but not safe for anything, picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie. 